0: Manx Radio Podcasts, powered by Shaw.
1: Women Today, brought to you by Citywing.com, for your next flight away. So we have been talking
2: uh, on the show today all about diabetes. We've learned so much about it. It's been incredibly educational. Uh, one of our guests, Janet Clark, who's lead diabetes nurse, who's with us now. Janet, how many young people on the Isle of Man have diabetes? Speaking with with Pam, our paediatric nurse recently,
0: it's somewhere between 45 and 49 children per year. Um, Obviously, some of them then move up to the adult services and we have approximately about 50 young adults. So that's people between the ages of 16 to 25 who have type 1 diabetes.
2: And Joanne was saying in the piece that we heard from Joanne Clegg earlier, she was saying that it's, it's one of those target groups, the sort of teenagers that you really want to try and make sure there's enough support for.
0: Yes, and we certainly use as many different ways as we can find to try and encourage the young people to engage with the diabetes services, because obviously it's a very difficult time going through those teenage years anyway, and then you throw type 1 into the mix just to make it even harder. So we're, we will use texting, we'll email, um, you know, we'll even go and pick people up and bring them up if, to the diabetes centre if we need to. So we try and be as creative as we can, and hopefully they, uh, that's appreciated by people.
2: And we're joined today as well by Paul Clark and your daughter, Anna Clark-Smith as well. And Paul, you're part of this Manx Diabetic group. Um, How has it been helpful for you as a a parent of someone with diabetes?
3: Um, Enormously, Um, just to get more information and also to actually be part of campaign as well to get insulin pumps for all the children on the island. I mean, obviously, I've got my daughter here. It's easy to think, well, you're only going on to this to get it for your daughter, but no, you're not. You're going on. You're helping other people out as well.
2: And Anna, we talked a little bit about this, but what would you say is some of the the sort of psychological impacts that diabetes have had on you? Because it's not just about the physical, is it?
4: No. Um it varies, you know certain periods of time well when I was going through my GCSEs you know you've got exams to deal with and every teenager going through that is stressed but then having to deal with type 1 diabetes on top of that yeah you, know, you know can have those meltdowns occasionally it so stress affects your diabetes you know it's got a knock-on effect of um it'll push your bloods high um, or some people low but more often it's push them high and so you're having to deal with that but it can, it can because of the stress it's not like sugar where you can deal with it and it'll come back down the stress it kind of has a knock-on effect over hours it can even be a day or two Um, so having to deal with stress um, yeah it's definitely a big factor of it especially well now that I'm going through my A-levels you know, I've got those to come up in June and it's kind of trying to work out, you know how I'm gonna manage that and my diabetes alongside each other so it is yeah it's tricky
2: can it actually affect the way your mind is working
4: yes um in the long term um so every three months I go to clinic and I have my blood taken for a HBA1c reading. And over a long time, so over a year, if those blood sugar readings are continuously high, it can have a knock on effect on your mental state, you know, your concentration isn't as great or, you know, you um, yeah, you can't, you're distracted easily, um, so you, you know, being like that especially going through an exam period it's not helpful at all um you, know, you can't can't concentrate on the exam paper or revising and that's just a w- worst nightmare when you're trying to do important exams so you know it, maintaining good blood sugars definitely helps and you yeah, know if you can't can't manage the stress then there are services there to help, so it's definitely advise people. And this is another its
2: another perfect reason, isn't it, Jan, why it's so important that there's education out there, not just for young people, but for the teachers as well, even to learn more about what their pupils might be going through.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think, as I say, you know, the um, paediatric team do a huge amount of work in the schools. Um, we've uh, also got um, a project working with the residential and nursing homes, so we've been out and educated all the staff, which could be non-trained staff as well as registered nurses. And we've also done an insulin delegation programme, so that means that um, some of the healthcare assistants have been able to assist patients with their insulin in the community, which has had a huge effect on obviously on the development of services, but also on people being able to take ownership of the job that they do. And some fantastic work has gone on out there, which means people are very proud of their jobs and that's very important.
2: It is, and speaking about, of the Max Diabetic Group as well, and you know, we're talking about the issues that we can have with diabetes. At the same time, um, Joanne was telling me about this this chap that you brought over from the Manx Diabetic Group, Sam Brand, uh, who's a, a cyclist. And he says that, and he's from the Isle of Man, he says growing up, he never felt his diabetes would be a hindrance to pursuing his love of the sport. He was a triathlete. In 2013, he qualified to race for Great Britain at the ITU World Championships. Last year, he was invited to ride with the team Nova Nordisk development team. So this just proves, doesn't it, that actually, it shouldn't be a hindrance. It can be something you can not only carry on a normal life with, but excel as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And Paul, you, yeah. were you there at that talk? What, I what was. Sam-
3: well, yes, and I know Sam from old, because when I was more involved with the charity years ago, I actually invited him to do a chat. A bit more low-key in those days. But the chatting, what he did recently was, you could see how he's matured. But one key part of his, his chat was the fact that he said, diabetes is the best thing ever happened to him and that was a total positive from it you know he didn't take it as a negative and he's moved forward and now he's part of this which in diabetes there's no nova no this no and um, all cycling team it's all type 1 diabetics they're hoping to get into the tour de france to be the first all type 1 diabetic cycling team which will be amazing it's so not only these guys got to put the train in but manage said type 1 diabetes as well which is absolutely amazing
4: and what does it mean to you to hear something like that, Anna? It was motivational. You know, I've known Sam since we were younger. And um, just to hear him up there, because he does talks with other type 1 diabetes children and with his teammates and just kind of promoting it in a positive light. And it's just kind of stood there going, yeah, you know, I'm glad someone's doing that. You know, he's got the platform now where he can. He can promote it as a positive thing, not a negative thing, get the word out. And even if it's just educating someone for 5, 10 minutes... It's just making them realise, oh, you know, didn't know that about diabetes. But he's really, yeah, he's really put a positive twist on it. and his talk was really motivational. Yeah, it was, it was great. Yeah.
2: Now we're joined by Julie Madrill as well, podiatrist. Do you know, before we came on air, we were talking um, with yourself and Jan about actually how little time the control of insulin has been around the idea that actually you can inject yourself with insulin and what was the sort of time frame on that?
0: 1921-22 was when insulin was first used.
2: So what did it mean if you were a diabetic before that time?
0: There was a very, very strict diet and it usually meant the patients lost their lives. And that
2: was it? Yes. Wow. Well one of the things that um, we wanted to talk about with you both, there are diabetics potentially listening to this, what best way can they look after themselves? to just ensure that they're sort of really keeping an eye on themselves? I think we would tend to say making sure that you're
0: achieving at least your yearly checkup with either your GP or your specialist services. So that would include regular blood tests to make sure that your blood sugars are within the right ranges and um, Anna mentioned before about the HbA1c which is a three-monthly measurement of blood glucose. And that obviously is we keep try and keep that within a standard range, um, so that we know that people are doing quite well, and it reduces your risk of complications. But it's also just important, obviously, to be visiting Julie's team and having your annual foot check done, and also to be having your retinal photographs taken, which is a picture of the back of the eye, to make sure all things are nice and healthy, and also seeing a dietitian whenever you have those questions that you want to just be particular about certain aspects of your diet.
2: So, Julie, with regards to feet, what they, what should they be looking out for?
1: Um, well, all diabetics should have at least uh, an annual screen where we do some tests. They're very simple. They're not horrible. Um, and we just try and establish whether there is any peripheral vascular disease or whether there's any peripheral neuropathy, which is where we get this lack of feeling in the feet. Um if everything's fine and you're low risk we'll see you in a year's time however if you have any problems in between and um, you maybe stub your toe or you cut your toe or you your toe starts looking a funny colour or a funny you know it's very swollen it's painful and um, you know it's about you know acting promptly and either getting in touch with your local podiatry service um, or attending the drop-in clinic which we have on a Monday afternoon up at the diabetes centre on the flip side of that though there are patients who I mentioned have neuropathy, so they don't actually feel pain, mm. um so their little warning signal is not there. And um, for those patients, we probably will see them a little bit more than once a year um, and remind them about things they should and shouldn't be doing to look after their feet, and even simple things such as making sure the skin's well moisturized, checking your feet, not walking barefoot, not using hot water bottles on your feet, oh, um, which really? can cause burns that you know maybe go unnoticed. Um, um, you know if you if through the through the night your foot's up against a hot water bottle and you don't feel it uh, that can have really big ramifications so it's about educating about some of the things that we advise patients to do and not to do even things like wearing your socks inside out um I get some of my patients to wear pale coloured socks so if they've got no feeling in their feet and something is rubbing they probably will see the blood on their sock if it's a white sock as opposed to a black sock so we have these little tricks of the trade that try and sort of give patients a little bit more um, empowerment to you know work with us as well so. There's so
2: much to it isn't there? The whole conversation has been so educational i've learned loads um and we've talked about type 1 diabetes we've talked about type 2 diabetes um but what's gestational diabetes
0: gestational diabetes is diabetes that develops during pregnancy um obviously ladies who have type 1 and type 2 diabetes can become pregnant and we'll support them through their pregnancy um, but equally there are ladies who can develop diabetes just during their pregnancy which quite often will go away afterwards in fact the vast majority of people it will go away afterwards although it does leave you with an increased risk of developing diabetes later in life within the next 10 years so it's important that obviously that those ladies are well cared for as well during the pregnancy because we're not just look after mum we're looking after baby as well
2: Because that's the thing, at the end of the day, once you know what's going on, then we can come to you guys and you can help us manage these things. We hope so. Yes, that would be our
0: aim. Yes. So uh, just
2: remind everyone again where they should go to get more information about this.
0: Diabetes.org.uk is an excellent website and it's where we get a huge amount of our information from. But your GP and your practice nurse are very well informed people and they can be helping you. And obviously you've got your specialist services as well at the Diabetes Centre.
1: Women Today, brought to you by Citywing.com, for your next flight away.
2: Don't sit in the slow lane, join the fast lane right now with Shore's all-new Superfast Plus Broadband. Enjoy more bandwidth, amazing speeds and the best value on the island from just £23.95 per month. So, don't be left behind, get a piece of the high-speed action with Superfast
1: Plus Broadband from Shaw. For details, visit our stores in Douglas, Ramsey and Port Erin or click Shaw.com.
3: Love sure.
0: Terms and conditions apply.